Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Today, we're talking about the concept of alienation. And I don't necessarily want to talk about what it feels like because I think a lot of us are pretty experienced with isolated and alienated feelings if we simply consider the way our current society is structured. But I found this quote from 1844, and it still hits. So I'll start there. It says, The less you eat, drink, buy books, go to the theater or to the pub, and the less you think, love, theorize, sing, paint, etc., the less you are, the less you express your life. The more you have, the greater is your alienated life. And this was originally written in the Economic and Philosophic Manuscripts of 1844 by Karl Marx. And it's wild to think that nothing has changed. I think that's why I've been so heavy on the artist way lately, because I really do believe creativity is a direct rebuttal to the alienated and isolated life that so many of us are victimized by. But the truth of the matter is that sick, sad, depressed, isolated, scared people buy more shit. If we don't have time to foster community, then we don't have time to share things with our community, which means we have to buy our own. So while alienation is really good for capitalism, it is bad for us as individuals. It's bad for humanity, period. And I know we all know that, but what do we do with it? Well, first, I think it's important that we become conscious of our time outside of work and labor. So once your basic needs are met, yours and your family's, how can you reclaim the little bits of time and attention and focus to honor the fact that they are our most valuable and precious non-renewable resource? Because the fact of the matter is the attention economy 
is fighting for your focus. So becoming conscious of that is not necessarily enough. It's really important we start recognizing where our attention is going and if it's something we'd like to continue to do. Does it foster more empowerment or is it taking from us? This isn't to say your time is not yours to waste if you so choose, but it is to say a lot of things are vying for your attention because it is valuable. And there is so much untapped power that exists in our individual focus and attention, which to me is the most valuable part of it. Not just that it could be lucrative for some billionaire to sell ads to or to mine for data, but more so it's a necessary part of the system to keep us bogged down so that we don't have time and focus and attention to spend fighting the systems. So if this attention economy is fighting for our focus and we realize it's time to fight back, we have to ask ourselves how to go about it. And one of the major things I've been focusing on lately is the concept of third spaces or the third place. Historically speaking, it is a term for a place that isn't our home and it's not work, but it is a free, accessible third place outside of those things where we can go to decompress and socialize and connect. Think libraries or parks or cafes or bars or community centers or stoops even. Those are all fantastic examples of the third place. But you can also think about public beaches or pools, community gardens, and open areas with picnic tables as third places too. But these third places are incredibly valuable and important to both individual well-being, but also community structure and integrity, right? But I did a little research in honor of these next few days. And in doing so, I discovered there are eight characteristics that really make a third place a third place. And I feel like they're important to discuss, so we are starting on the equal playing field when I discuss the importance of reestablishing third places in your own life. But the first of those characteristics is that the place is on neutral ground. You are free to come and go as you please. There is little to no obligation to be there, and you're not tied financially or legally or politically which allows a lot more freedom in that neutrality. The second characteristic is that it's level. There are no prerequisites or requirements that prevent acceptance or participation from different people. It does not matter how rich or poor you are, your societal status is irrelevant. Notwithstanding individual personalities, everyone is welcome. The next of those characteristics is conversation. The ideal third space carries a main focus of playful and happy conversations. Although it's not required to be the only activity, oftentimes a third place really is centered around gossip. The cliche of the hairdresser or the barbershop becoming a social activity is real because it's a place you can come and go as you please. And the conversation is so free-flowing and organic and wonderful and connected that the haircut almost becomes secondary. The next really crucial characteristic of a third space is accessibility and accommodation. It must be open and readily accessible. And if it's not accessible, then it must be accommodating and provide for the wants and needs of each and every occupant involved. The next characteristic is regulars. Third places notoriously harbor regulars that can set a welcoming tone, attracting and providing for newcomers. Think the bar from the show Cheers. The next characteristic of a third place is that they are low profile. Characteristically, third places should be wholesome and cozy and never exclusionary or pretentious or extravagant or snobby. The vibes need to be welcoming to all types of people, which brings us to the next characteristic, revolving around the mood. Because of the welcoming atmosphere that 
that is constantly the undertone of a third place, it's also important we recognize that they are not hostile environments. There's a value of play, witty banter, and frivolous goofing, you know? But the final characteristic of a third place is that it's easy to consider it a home away from home. There's a warmth and a sense of belonging and a feeling of comfortability and groundedness from the time you spend there. I think this is why a lot of people opt into churches, because there is a sense of community and youth groups give you such a fun, genuine sense of connection on a schedule that isn't revolved around school or work. But I genuinely wish there were more opportunities and more infrastructure revolving around the third place so that we could actually foster those real connections outside of church and home and school or work. Anyway, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this tomorrow before offering some more suggestions on how to better advocate for a third place and to think about the ones you have now. But in the meantime, consider your own relationship with a third space outside of home and work. Do you have a place you feel comfortable gathering that kind of fits into those criteria? Or is it something you'd like to look for? I find that I personally have a lot of different options for third spaces, but don't necessarily regularly attend those spaces enough to feel that warmth and belonging that I probably should opt into. But I do like that I'm at a place in my life where I have established a relationship with the places in case I do need it because it helps me to know they exist at least, but that's just me. Either way, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Goodbye, beautiful. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 